Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Dear Christians, and especially you, confirmands, God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance on this special day, your Confirmation Day. This happened to me occasionally when I was your age many years ago, and seems to happen a little more often the older that I get. I remember something that I need. I walk into my room or a room to get it, And as I walk through the threshold of the doorway, I think, what was I going to get again? Has that ever happened to you? It only gets worse as you get older, most likely. And sometimes there's no way out of that trap. Sometimes you remember in a few seconds. Sometimes you have to sit there with question marks and hesitation. Other times you might have to go back to where you were when you first said, oh yeah, I need this. And then retrace your steps. Maybe that'll trigger your memory. What happens most often in my life is my wife knows me so well, she knows exactly what I needed and where it is, and, and she tells me what, what I uh, can't come up with on my own. Compare that approach to the bedroom. What am I here to get again? With a little kid at a swimming pool wearing a swimming suit, holding a squirt gun and a a float ring. Do you ever hear that child saying, what am I supposed to do again? They never say that. They know exactly what they're supposed to do. They jump in the water, whether the lifeguard wants them to or not, right? In our lives, Jesus wants us to be a lot more like the little kid at the swimming pool who knows exactly what they are going to do. And not so much like the person with the question marks walking into the room being unsure why they're walking into that room. He gave the disciples and us, all Christians, the marching orders from now until the end of time. And the sermon verses for today describe those marching orders. You might be surprised to find out that before Jesus said these words, after he had risen from the dead, just before he ascended into heaven and left the world with his visible presence, you might be surprised that some of those disciples who had known him so well for so long had some hesitation. They had some question marks. They weren't like the kid at the swimming pool wearing a swimming suit, ready to go immediately, no questions asked. Listen to the sermon verses for today from Matthew chapter 28. And I think you'll see what I mean as we get into the first couple of verses. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Some had question marks. Some had hesitation. Is this really the best path? 
were disciples of Jesus, he seems like he's going to leave. What then? What next? Sure, they were happy for him on the one hand because he had conquered evil, the most intense barrage of evil that anyone has ever faced. Jesus faced and conquered. And now it was over. He would never have to face that again. So the disciples perhaps were a little bit happy for him that that was all in the rearview mirror. And yet, it's fair to say they had mixed emotions about all of this. After he's gone, he's always told us where to go. Where are we going to go? After he's gone, he's always come up with what we're going to do. What are we going to do? When we run into difficult times, we've always asked him for guidance. He always had the perfect thing to say. Now, where do we go for guidance during difficult times? The disciples certainly had mixed emotions, which was causing hesitation on their part. I'm not so sure it's a good idea that we're here with Jesus and he's talking like he's going to leave. And that's why Jesus assured them who he was and what they were to do so that for the rest of their lives, and not just them but all Christians, including you and me, for the rest of our lives, we can be a whole lot more like the kid at the swimming pool ready to go and a whole lot less like the confused person in the bedroom wondering, why am I here? First of all, Jesus said this, verse 18. He came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority, wherever it can be found, belongs to Jesus Christ, the King of kings. You know what that means? That means there are thousands upon thousands of angels who immediately leap into action when he just points or says a phrase. It also means there are thousands upon thousands of demons, including Satan himself, who crumble and melt down at the very name of Christ because he has all authority. It means that when Jesus tells someone, your sins are forgiven by my finished work, they are forgiven forever. And no one can overturn that judgment. It means that even if the gates of hell would love to swallow someone up, Christ slams them shut and opens wide instead the gates of heaven, which will never be slammed shut. No one can overturn that. All authority, anywhere it can be found, given to Jesus. Now that's a confidence booster, isn't it? And then he also gave marching orders. Verse 19, he told the disciples and us exactly what he wants them to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. The marching orders, what do we do? Jesus answered the question with a powerful command. 
You are to be my special agents, bringing the message of death to death to a world that is desperate for life. You are to be my errand boys, giving the message of hope to a world that otherwise is depressed and downhearted with quicksand being where they're running and there's no escape. Jesus told those disciples, you are to teach my word to anyone you find. All nations, any age, any race, any background, whether they grew up in kind of a church situation or not at all, it's the furthest thing from their mind. That doesn't matter. Whether they have heard about Jesus before at least a little bit or not at all, it doesn't matter. Go, gather followers by baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and by teaching them what I have commanded, the, the Holy Scriptures, which center on the announcement for time and eternity, all sins are forgiven by the finished work of the Christ, the perfect God-man. You go. You be like that kid at the swimming pool who knows exactly what to do. You don't have to tell him first. And while you go, while you run into snags, while things are less than perfect, at times, as you go and bring a message and a reward that isn't just life-changing, it is eternity-changing. Remember this. I have all authority, and I'm also with you at all times. Verse 20, the end of it, Jesus says, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's not just in your imagination. That's not just a, I guess so, but I'm not sure. How is Jesus with us today? Whenever you open a Bible and read it, or hear a verse of the Bible like we're hearing about Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20 right now, Jesus is with you in the Word. Whenever you pray to Him, Jesus is with you, the King of Kings, answering your prayers. Whenever you are in worship, hearing the announcement of sins forgiven after we confess them, hearing the announcement of sins forgiven through the Scripture readings, through the Word in the sermon, Jesus is with you to the end of the age. Whenever you kneel for Holy Communion, Jesus is with you in a special way, the body and blood of Christ with the bread and the wine, forgiving your sin, assuring you that he is with you always to the end of the age. Not just a fraction of him, but all of him. Not just for a little bit during the easy times or for a little bit during the rough times, but all of the time to the end of the age. It's not that he's with you, but he's got to check a message on his phone. Or he's with you, but the doorbell just rang and someone more important is, is who he needs to talk to. No, he's all in 
with you always to the end of the age. There are no exceptions. So when you download all of this, all authority belongs to Christ. He's with us to the end of the age, present through his word and sacrament, present as he answers our prayers. And he gives us clear marching orders to go and share the message of Christ with the world, with all nations. Why would we ever doubt? Why would we ever be full of question marks? Why, why would we say, I don't know, Jesus, I don't know if that's the best idea here. Why would we ever think we know more about the world than him? It's silly to even think about that, isn't it? And yet our sinful self insists somehow that we know more about those kinds of things than God does. Why would we ever be depressed and downhearted because we see terrible things in the world and assume Jesus isn't around anymore? He backed down on his promise. Why would we be sluggish and sleepwalking as though we aren't really sure what to do and we aren't really sure if it would do any good anyways? Go back to what Jesus tells you. He is all authority. He's with you always to the end of the age. Go connect with all nations, whether they're on the other side of the world or whether they live right across your street or even within your own house. Go. Gather disciples. Teach them the word. Encourage them to be baptized if they have not yet been baptized. And you might think, as you are wanting to destroy that part of you that would be skeptical or sluggish or sleepwalking, the opposite of the kid at the swimming pool that I've been talking about a little bit in the sermon, destroy that part of you that isn't sure the question marks and instead let the part of you that loves Jesus to, to flourish and let him drive any way he wants to drive. We've said this before in class a few times. You can be a missionary and I'm not just talking about when you get older. I'm talking about right now, through the summer, as you're in high school. Beyond that, in college, if you go to college or when you join a workplace someplace, you can be a missionary. You have everything it takes right now. You know the basics about the scriptures, the powerful truth that changes eternities. You know sins are paid by Christ. His perfect life back to the sinner in full so that the person in Christ is not standing alone with just their sin on Judgment Day, which is a terrifying thought, but instead they're standing with Jesus connected to the perfect God-man who's saying the sin is gone because I paid for it in full. You know how to draw that picture, the stick man and the cross and the arrows. You know how to share that with someone and explain it. It doesn't have to be complicated, even though the Bible is a very big book with a lot of verses. That's the basic message. You know it. You have everything it takes to be a missionary. Let your light shine, even when difficult times come. And the confirmation, you've picked, the confirmation verses that you picked for today drive in that direction. They, they give stamina in Christ. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold. 
of whom shall I be afraid? Be faithful even to the point of death. And Jesus himself promises he will give you the victor's crown. Surely, as I look behind, I see goodness and love following me from God all the days of my life. And surely, as I look ahead, I see heaven's gates wide open. I know that's where I'm going. You know what to do. You have clear marching orders and confidence to carry them out. You can do all things through Christ alone who gives you strength, stamina, peace, joy, excitement. As we were finishing up our class, we talked about what Jesus means to you. And this year, for those who wouldn't know this otherwise, for the first time in all these years of teaching confirmation classes that I've done as a pastor over 20 years, I invited the parents to come along and sit in on the class, and they did, and it was a great experience for all of us. And so the parents also mixed in some of their thoughts about what Jesus means to them. Here are some of the things that some of them said. There's sometimes a sense of darkness. You feel alone. All you have left is God. And yet, even if all else falls away, that's enough to have God, to have Jesus, the one with all authority, who's with you always to the end of the age. Your needs as you get older will change during your lives, and yet God's guidance is always faithful as the needs change. His faithfulness and providing for you changes appropriately. He's spot on with what he gives. What Jesus means is that he died on the cross to save us from sins, all of them. What Jesus means is that he is the foundation of our life and a light in a world that otherwise is darkness. He is loving, caring, powerful, forgiving, comforting. You can go to him in times of trouble for comfort. Jesus means a lot to me because he died on the cross, saving us from suffering in hell. Because of that, instead of going to hell, I'm going to go to heaven. When I die, I get to live up there with Jesus. I couldn't have said it better myself. And so keep all of those things close to your heart. Keep all of those things not only deeply rooted for now with a plant flourishing of faith in your life, but keep deepening the roots. Keep letting the fruits of faith flourish through high school and beyond, wherever you go, whatever you do, because the one who has all authority and who is with you always to the very end of the age says, go. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.